When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson. Welcome to My Seven Wonders Live. In the My Seven Wonders podcast, I ask a special guest to select and talk about the seven wonders of his or her world. This episode is one of several we recorded in front of a live audience at the 2022 Edinburgh Festival Fringe. And the guest on this recording is a brilliant actress, singer, comedian and impressionist. She's a great live performer and a dead ringer on the radio. So here we are with an enthusiastic Edinburgh Fringe audience exploring the seven wonders of Deborah Stevenson. (laughs) Hello, Deborah. Thank you. So please sit down. And you can't get away from me, can you? Because you are deafened by me every day when I do my vocal warm-ups. Oh, it's so great. In the dressing room, in and out dressing rooms around, you have these sort of comedians shuffle in and out, uh, people (laughs) who are doing other things, and then you have the proper performers. And you do, it must have been about half an hour of warming up your voice. Yeah, uh, I think it's 20 minutes. Yes. It relaxes me, you know, as much as anything. Because, you know, um, breathing is very good for you and yeah. uh, <laughs> well, I, I, you can't really get away with that I generally manage that yes but uh, uh, so <laughs> you're warming up your voice for the singing aspects mm. of your show but, but you're also an impressionist so do you have to warm up your I don't know which you, your, your Margaret Thatcher muscles are ready as well or, I'm, I'm sorry the old ones but uh, you know, yeah. yes the, the Margaret Thatcher muscles can be put paid to with some Botox <laughs> but as you can see I've avoided that <laughs> what's well, no, that's a good. That's a good thing there. But but hey, hearing you warm up, I, you're going. Oh, and I think, does she know this song isn't very good? Uh, and, the, and the notes are good, but the the you know the actual lyrics uh, don't seem to amount to much. Anyway, never mind. Um, so um, so as, as I say, you do you. There's there's no performing medium you haven't done, is there? You do uh, you do the you know the voices in something like Spitting Image. You've been in musicals on stage, and that's singing and dancing, I suppose. TV, but you dancing's done? not really my strong no. point. I did do the Christmas special of Strictly once, yeah. though, with Wait. Uh, I got um, joint top marks on the, was it a clapometer? But then the audience, the audience decided, but then the phone-in vote or whatever that was, oh. was not me, alas. Oh, no. It was Janine from EastEnders. All right. oh, I was like, Janine, yeah. good luck, darling. <laughs> Go on, you can wipe the floor with her. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been in soap operas as well. You've done uh, yes, yeah. Coronation Street. Yeah. How was that? Uh, Holby City Doctors. Yeah. But Coronation Street was that something you you know had 
dreamt about doing or was it just another job for you? No, I didn't really want to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> that sounds awesome. You can say that now. Well, it, yeah. well yes, mm. um, and, and I chose to leave. But it just fell into my lap. And, yes. um, and at the time, I sort of thought I'd been in Out of Bad Girls for a while and I thought, oh, there's not much going on. And I yeah. said to my agent, what do you think? You know, I kind of thought I could hit the ground running and, you know, move to L.A. But no, <laughs> it wasn't quite like that. So I thought, well, you know, a bird yeah. in the hand. So I, I went to Manchester and, yes. uh, and did that for a few years. But, yeah, it wasn't convenient because I had a 13 months old. So uh, I didn't. Yeah, it was, it was not a great time, really, to go doing that sort of thing. All right. I wish I hadn't asked you about Coronation Street now. It's clearly, it's clearly a miserable time of your life. <laughs> Could you take the baby with you? You're allowed to have him on set and you know, <laughs> on the... they could write, write round. They're always having babies on soap operas, aren't yeah, they? Oh. Yeah, no, well, I was pregnant, actually, with my second child yes. by the time I left. I was out here and they had to keep sort of hiding me behind sofas and things like that because they didn't write yes. it in. So I just, you could see my face getting fatter and fatter. But half the characters are always saying, it's the, it's the end line. Like, I'm pregnant. You know, I'm yeah. gonna have. A, I'm having your baby. Boom, doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other one. Well, centers, but anyway. In the other one. Uh, so uh, I can see why they didn't oh, like no. your coronation. Oh, no, I mean, I kept, I kept going on there and trying to read my lines all right. This you know, somehow they didn't like that. Well, I, I want to get on to your wonders, but I just, but I, I just must ask you that. You know, being an impressionist, it's there's a, a number of things going on. Obviously, you must yes. have a, a good ear for noticing all the different things that people do, and and then the capacity for for doing it, and and also almost all impressionists when you see them, but you your physical form starts turning into the person as well. Uh, is that deliberate or is that just, it comes out like that? Yes, I mean, you would hope that that's what would happen, I suppose, but it's not a layer that I work from the outside so much as probably from the inside nowadays. Yes. I think I used to start from the outside, if that makes any sense. So I'd sort of, say, I'd sort of think, well, that person's got um, a funny voice, like say, Going back to the old days when I started doing impressions, that person, that person's got a Liverpudlian accent, mm -hmm. and and uh, the placing is is here, you know. Mm -hmm. So you think, oh, oh, oh hello. Um, but but I think for me, since I went to drama school, I kind of started to get um, more of the essence of of the character and that's what really gets into your body so so at drama school it sounds sort of wanky but um <laughs> well, this is educational this yeah is yes and that's a technical term yeah. as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh yes you sort of learn to um strip everything back so you become very self-aware uh and you start to do a lot of work on your body so that your body moves into neutral mm. uh and you and you become a sort of vessel for characters and that um that makes it easier to change your physicality but rather than saying oh, what physicality would this character have it's more that it, it should come really from the text so it enters the text from the text it enters you through your eyes and into your brain and then into your body mm -hmm. really and then it'll come out and so if you've got Silla black rather than just doing the voice you sort of think you you, you know you just sort of yeah, a feel of it, you know. Yeah. And then when you're doing that, you start realising, wow, I'm quite relaxed, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and and it's all here in the hips, you know, because I'm yeah. kind of swinging 60s, yeah. <laughs> and so she sort of took that through to the yeah, 80s. Yeah, very good, y
And even when you just did like a line of Margaret Thatcher, you you put your head forward in that way. And, yeah. and, and we now remember, oh, that's how, that's what she did. But we were not carrying necessarily that image around in our head exactly. But as soon as you do, you go, oh, that's what she was like. Yeah, yeah. not even sure whether I would have even thought yeah. or consciously realised that's yeah. what I do. Uh, one of my favourites to do physically is Sandy Toxvig. Oh, yes. Um, because before I've even started, I have to kind of get into her by going... Uh, <laughs> uh, there's something about this sort of lean forward. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> sort of like, and, and that sound. Like, uh, I don't know if to start everything with that sound. Uh, I like to say, you know, yes. just speak rather quickly as well. Yeah. Uh, Do you know, I want to just sit here and lob up people for you to impress them. But I, have, but I must stick, I must to stick to my format. <laughs> I don't know why. Your first wonder that you, as supplied to me and uh, I, I took down the other evening is uh, grandmother. your grandmother's radiogram. Yes. So why is that a wonder of the world? Well, because that actually did get me started doing vocal impressions. Yes. So we can kind of stay on the same sort of theme yeah. because... Um, well, you can do an impression of your grandmother, like, and we won't know this <laughs> right or wrong unless, unless yeah. Margaret Thatcher was your grandmother. <laughs> Gosh, it, it sort of almost felt like that growing up in the 80s. Yeah. It's like she was a sort of aunt, you know, a sort of stern aunt. Yeah. Ooh, I keep yeah. away from. Um, but so where was your grandmother or where was her radio Well, this particular grandma was in Hull. Yeah. Um, and when I was very little, I don't know if we touch on that with one of them, because I've forgotten what they are now that I told you, but um, I came back, we came back from having emigrated to New Zealand um, and we stayed at my great-grandmothers for a while and the radiogram was there and of course we didn't have telephones or ipads or it, i didn't even have any toys because you know we didn't really bring much over from new zealand so as adults just used to talk to each other and there was no teletubbies i'd just sit and i'd play with this radiogram and i was about four um and i'd just I was taught, you know, oh, you just put it on there and you put the needle on yeah. there and then it plays. And she had such a vast collection. And so you sort of imprint when you're that age. And I think for me, particularly with accents, um, having my mum being from the south, my dad being from the north, and then um, learning to speak in New Zealand, where they'd emigrated to from Hull, then coming back. And there's all these influences. So my, uh, my mind was very open to ways of communication and the way that listening out for the way people speak. You've got to tune into an accent, really, yeah. haven't you? You know, especially when you're up here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> in Glasgow, <laughs> for some reason, I yeah. seem to only be good at Glasgow. Oh, okay, well, that'll make you popular then, obviously. Because so, uh, you can be making fun of it. And that's, uh, yeah. uh, maybe so, maybe so. Yeah. Uh, Malorine Kelly, you know, she's, oh, yeah. uh, I actually think she's from Dundee. Yes. But, you know, it's yeah. a very, it's, uh, it kind of sounds a bit Newton Bairns or somewhere like that. I think that's... Oh, wow, well, this is impressive, isn't it? You're doing <laughs> Southside different or localities within various cities. Normal yeah. guys, definitely, yeah. sounds yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you're, everything's so wonderful. Oh, it's so nice. It's, it's so nice. Um, anyway, she, she is very lovely, isn't she? She is. Yeah. And she's, no, definitely. And you're very nice. <laughs> um and so are you, and you, and yeah, you, yeah, and you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, uh, so this record, these, this collection of records, there was, you know, all kinds of people in there. There was Shirley Bassey. That was my favourite. Um, all right. And I have nothing. She had so many of her records. She yes. absolutely loved her. Um, and then I think there was Cleo Lane, yes. who seemed to do sort of, 
normal straight songs with a slight, uh, slight London accent. So she'll say, he was beautiful from the moment I saw him. And then she suddenly sort of, jazz confused me, you know. You were, you were lapsing into Bruce Forsyth there with her accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. You get nothing prepared. <laughs> oh, they're not bad. Yeah, yeah. A bit of warming up and they should be all right. Stay on. Stay on for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on straight after this. So, so uh, what, what era are we talking about with this, this radio? And what, what sort of era of music? Uh, and so, you, yes, those, I mean, are, those are timeless performers, those ones. <laughs> I can't get my head around where the, when this was. <laughs> yes, well, she had a lot of uh, records from the 60s, but this was the 70s. This would have been, uh, well, I was born in 72, I don't mind telling you. Yeah. 50 this year, yeah. uh, which, which I'm all right with, actually. I'm finding it quite empowering. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I, think... I will when I get there. So <laughs> I love it. I, 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 don't, I don't want to concentrate too much on the radio, but I have a picture because when I was growing up, um, I don't want to play the stereotype, but I had a Scottish father and we didn't waste our money on things <laughs> such as buying, you know, records, you know, 45s or anything mm. like that. But eventually my mother prevailed upon him and we got, so I never had, we, except when we borrowed them, we never had one of those sort of dance set record players that everybody else in the world had. But eventually my mother got, a, it's like a sort of coffin. It was like a tea coffin. It had a record player in one bit and oh, a yeah. radio in another radio, bit and yes. another big, did anybody have one like that? That's and it, we that's thought this I mean. was, was say, yes. we thought it was fantastic. And then I would play sort of dodgy records on there that I tried to make sure my mother didn't hear the lyrics because even then they were slightly rude ones. You know. What kind of thing? Well, just all, you know, just uh, the, the, the records of the day. I, I, I may be thinking of one Rolling Stones record in particular. Uh. Luckily, she couldn't make out what it... Uh, <laughs> it's, called, it's called Star Star uh, when, you, when, when they put it, but it's, it's, it's slightly rude than that. Anyway, uh, you can look it up one day. Yeah, so, yeah, I, don't, I don't want to go with that. But so, so that's the sort of thing, a sort of piece of furniture that, that your yes, grandmother could yes. uh, play her records on. Yes, it was a sort of teak thing. Yes. And and, um, and yeah, and she, she had all the, the ones from the 70s, uh, 60s, like um, Helen Shapiro and right. Sandy Shaw and Lulu, of yes, course. Yeah. Um, yes, and, and then um, lots of 70s, Barbara Streisand, you know, that sort of thing was yeah. kind of getting a bit more, that was a bit more yeah. cool for my gran. All right. <laughs> so, 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 can you do Lulu? Are you, are you... Well, a little bit. <laughs> 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 that's a cruel one because that's straining your voice early on for your show later on. I haven't done my warm up yet. Oh, no, I, I, I should be doing that uh, yeah. now. <laughs> well, treat this as your warm up. Every now and just throw in a vague sound <laughs> yeah. and we'll understand. Anyway, so it's ready. We're going to move on. But does that bring back happy memories of your grandmother? Was she a lovely, warm woman? And, yes. And we, we, um, that's, that's an interesting story. You, you emigrated from Hull to New Zealand, yes, and then yes. back again. And that, yes. What what didn't you like, or what didn't your parents like about? Yes, New Zealand? well, I was only four, so I was yeah. having a great time out yeah. there. But um, better may maybe some New Zealanders in uh, tonight. Yeah, are there? Well, or not, as the no. case may be. <laughs> That's fine then. We can yeah. talk about sheep and yeah. stuff. No, they um, said yes, or some yes. some other some other combination. Uh, of, well, the most famous New Zealand person, my riddles are Jacinta Ardern, who <laughs> likes to talk about building big bitter. 
Yeah. Uh, like a sort of New Zealand Janet Street yeah. porter. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to have decided uh, on yeah. the journey over they will swap all the vowels to, to one on. <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, and it's uh, no, not much better, not much worse, but it's just confusing. No, <laughs> Who decided to do that? <laughs> no, it's like that awful uh, um, advert for the decking. Yes. From, uh, yes. 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 <laughs> okay. I once heard... This is, I, this is not, nothing really, but I once heard New Zealand described as Scotland done better. And this was, and this was at the Scottish Tourist Awards, <laughs> which, I, which I thought was no, an inappropriate it, thing to say. It's done better. Yeah. Better. Because yeah, yeah. like, they, they would say done better. No, but it was a Scottish person saying he'd been better. to Scotland. Yeah. So you yeah, say <laughs> better. How, how long were you in New Zealand? From four to um, or, up, or up until four? Which yes, uh, till quarter to four. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Eighteen months to right. just over four. So okay. that's where I learned to speak, and that's where my earliest memories are. So it's quite oh. special to me. Oh, okay. It's quite special. All right. Well, I think we're going to come back to that fairly soon in this list of wonders. But uh, uh, your second wonder is bees. I love bees. And my other grandma oh, right. kept bees. Oh, this, is, this, is a, this is a voyage around your family. It kind actually. of is. Yeah. Well, yeah. What family? Me, where, where did she keep them? In a hive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in, <laughs> she had hives in her garden. Yes, good yes. place. Yeah, yeah, but is this also Hull or is this another part no, of the country? No, no. Oh, I see. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this was in Kent. Kent, all oh, right. Yes, okay. don't try saying that with a no, with the New, New Zealand, Zealand accent. accent. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're, um, you're from Kent? Yeah. Kint. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't know what you were thinking. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, yeah. so she kept bees and passed that skill on to my uncle. And then um, some bees sort of landed in my lap. <laughs> that sounds a bit painful, doesn't yes. it? Uh, no, somebody locally needed to, um, they have done, but uh, yeah. yes, somebody local <laughs> To me, I now live in Dorset, by the way, uh, and someone local needed to find a place to put his hives because they were in his parents' garden. And then his dad developed a terrible allergy to bee stings, and so they couldn't have another one of those because it might have killed him. Yeah. So, um, so we said, "Oh, we'll have the hives mm. if you will teach me to be a beekeeper." Right. So um, I'm learning. So I don't know an awful lot, but they are fascinating yes. little creatures. Yeah. They really are. I mean, one of my favorite things about bees is that they do a little dance called a waggle dance. Do you know about this? I do. I do. Yes. Odd enough, this is great because I, I I did sort of zoology and stuff at school. And one of my, you should have a specialist, it was social insects, which oh. bees and ants and termites are. And yeah. uh, somebody's already done the ants in this run up here. So I'm, I'm in seventh heaven there with these, these wonders. <laughs> so anyway, they do a waggle to tell each other where the, where the, the rich pickings are. Yes, yes, uh, they do, exactly. I mean, they fly off and they can fly um, up to 12 kilometres from the hive and still be able to navigate their way back. In fact, I think if you take them yes. 12 kilometres away, they can still navigate their way back. So considering they have such tiny brains, because they have really small brains, they've got about 500,000 to a million um, neurons. Um, I'm thinking, is, is that right? Is that right? We've got eight... Uh, no, 80 
billion. I'm doing a Diane Abbott, aren't I? Yeah. Eight, eight, eighty, eight hundred thousand. No, sorry, eight and a half. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a bit like the word. Actually, We've I've got, got, got my of, notebook on wait, in no, case I forgot that. This, but, this is not. A, I, but I. This is, this is taking me back to Colonel uh, Bingham's biology class. Oh, uh, but I just. Oh, what yeah. did, did, did can you correct me on that? No, so, I can't. I can't. So got oh, no, but I remember learning the number of uh, neurons. And I certainly, if I did know, I would not remember it now because I've lost most of my neurons. <laughs> uh, 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 You're down to 79 billion yeah, 500,000. I can remember the basic uh, structure there because you've got a yeah. queen who is like a mother who lays all the, the eggs and they all turn into sort of female yes. workers. They're all all the yes. workers are female. And all the all the males, like, the drones, there aren't that many. No. And they don't do all that. You know how busy bees are. Well, you know, gathering pollen and, you know, making all the honey yeah. and everything and the, and the wax uh, structures, yeah. which are beautifully geometrical and um, f fabulous but the drones the males don't do anything Jay, they literally hang around eating yeah. and just waiting to have sex yes it's so that's what it is that is that is they, they watch the football maybe and they, they're, 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 that's, that, that's yeah. the only other thing they right. do yeah. they're literally they're just lazy bees lazy cockers yeah. is what yeah. they are okay. that's another way of putting it you might yeah. have to bleep that out of your podcast I, I don't think people mind about oh, right. podcasts okay. I, yes. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> at least I said it in kind of a nice RP voice I didn't sort of say it in a you know, a kind of broad way. I said it in a posh way, didn't I? Lazy fuckers doesn't sound as bad. <laughs> <laughs> so if you said it like Janice Reporter, you, you, yeah, you get into trouble. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, right. yeah, so but when she goes off, she's quite naughty as well because they never have sex in the hive. I thought you'd just like to know about being yeah. sex lives, really. Um, they go off and she gets a head start. They all follow. The one that catches her first mounts her. Impreg um, doesn't impregnate, but you know, seeds her if you like, and then its abdomen falls off and it falls to the ground and dies. Yeah. Perhaps in ecstasy, but I don't really know how they know that. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's too late to ask, really, no. isn't it? Once they're there, um, and she yeah. can, she can, she can have it away with forty-five bees, and then she comes back full of uh, and puts, full of it, yes, yes. full of yeah. it, and puts yeah. it in there. Yeah. I don't think we'll go that far. <laughs> Even in a posh accent, we're not going to get, but you know, that's no, not going to be good. No. Um, but yes, it's it's fascinating. So it swings and roundabouts. So, so that's to, how to, she. That's yeah. how come she can lay so many eggs. Yes. And that's all she does. So she's called a queen, but she's more a, a mother or a grandmother or, a, you know, uh, an ancestor to everybody. Unless another queen hatches and then they fight. All oh, right. Yeah. It's like Meghan Markle arriving on the scene. <laughs> I say, yeah. there's only room in one hive for one of us. And then, but so the, they go, oh yes, they wiggle yeah, dance. But, yeah, they go, but these the sort of honeybees that are sort of kept by humans, they make all this honey and we nick it from them. So it seems a bit harsh. Or you do, because you're now it's, learning. It, they make excesses, like vast excesses. Yes. So you always make sure that you leave them enough for the winter. Yeah. And then if there's surplus, you can take that. And sometimes yeah. there isn't. Like last year... We didn't actually get any honey. Um, so I said to the beekeeper, so I, uh, 
Why am I getting any honey? And, and there were just sort of reasons for this. And because yes. there wasn't enough honey, I can't remember what the reason was now, but um, he had to put some fondant in there. And then that upset them. And then we nearly lost one hive. And then we had to take the queen from one hive and put it in the other. And then there were too many bees. And then they swarmed and they hung in a tree like this. Yeah. You know, like you've seen on Winnie the Pooh where there's yeah. these bees yeah. sort of hanging like this, um, which was a bit scary. And he just, he chopped it off, put it into a box and then just um, put the whole lot into another hive right. which was which was and then and they had to get a queen yes we put it in there it's very complicated but i am and you're, I am are you learning. okay with this you presumably wear protective clothing when you're playing with them or dealing with them or whatever you <laughs> do Nick, nicking their bees. honey we leave you some Steve. you're like a sort of socially responsible burglar <laughs> they've got a lot of stuff here we'll leave the table and, and the stuff in the fridge to live on but we're taking yeah. all their you know, yeah, their laptops and their credit cards. Like a sort of tax man, really, yes, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, except you take less than mm. tax man. <laughs> but yeah, they, this wiggle dance we have to talk about. Yes. Because it's a bit like, oh, that's a terribly corny joke that I just thought of at the top of my head. Beyonce. Oh. Because, because it, they do no, this, wait, no. <laughs> they oh, do this thing. I don't know. Can I understand it. this dance a bit better? Could you just... <laughs> <laughs> well, I shall demonstrate like this. Yes, okay. So what they do these little, um, they do a sort of circular thing, but yeah. then they also do a waggle. Yeah. And with these intricate waggling movements, they can tell the other bees in the hive who will then tell each other. Where to go where yeah. exactly to go to find the food, how far it is, um, what kind of flower it is. And they know exactly what to do and, and how much is, whether it's good quality. How scientists but, work all this out, I don't know. But you say they've got this true. very, very small brain and they can do that. How is it we can't give or take directions in a sense where so you say, where is it? Oh, you, you go up there, you turn, you turn left at the, the roundabout, <laughs> then uh, go up the cross. No, it's three roads over. And you, you've only heard the first thing. That's so you do the first, then you have to ask the next person. <laughs> and the next one's like to get it wrong and send you back the wrong way. But, uh, but we are all these clever, clever humans. We can't. Well, it's because we try to use language and all we really need to do and somebody says, yeah. do you know the way? Just, just stand there and go. <laughs> okay, so let's... Um, <laughs> We've touched on it already, but so let's do it properly. So your third wonder was accents, and I oh, think this yes. is based on your exposure to accents in New Zealand and all these various bits of England, and now you've obviously been to Scotland as well. So can you pick up on any accent, and you know, almost like a Henry Higgins, you know, in My Fair Lady? Can you pick up an accent and reproduce it, or or are some beyond you, and some just too difficult? Um. Well, yes. I mean, I'm not going to say I can do absolutely anything. Um, I've spent a while in Nottingham and I didn't really pick up the accent at all. Um, yeah. But but in uh, but I lived in Glasgow for a while. Yes. And that one, that one, I find it quite hard when I'm actually speaking to people that are from Scotland that I kind of slip into it. And I'm thinking, you can't do that. They're not going to be very impressed. Yeah. They're going to think you're taking the pish. Yeah. <laughs> so you are. Um, uh, I'm, I'm obviously saying you do these impressions of famous people, but uh, but you're saying you kind of lapse into the accent just from the people around you, like like children do. Like children, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's just about um, trying to acclimatise, I think, and fit in. Mm. And I, I think because I came from New Zealand, and in, and then my parents moved around quite a bit anyway yeah. when when we got home, and I always felt like I needed to fit in. Uh, never felt like quite did fit yes. in. Um, and so maybe that need slightly drove me to be able to speak like other people as well. Yeah. But my dad did impressions as well. I mean, he used to do all the kind of Mike Yarwood style impressions yeah. and um, used to entertain me with, you know, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and lots of cartoons like yeah. that. So, so 
doing voices was always something that was normal to me, really. And at the end of an evening, did he then say, oh, and this is me? So I mentioned before you came on that, you know, we've got this uh, election clash between two two possible leaders. Are you, as a woman, rooting for all women politicians? Because it opens up more opportunities for your impression work. <laughs> that would be awful, wouldn't it? <laughs> I couldn't wish Liz Truss on everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Although I'm not sure what the alternative is, really, you know. Well, Richie seems quite smooth, doesn't he? As, uh, but but can, can you do, English. have you started working on Liz's accent on the off chance she becomes Prime Minister? Uh, well, um, actually, I was, I've been watching Liz Truss ever <laughs> since she was doing her bits uh, as a Minister of agriculture, uh, whatever it was. Um, so she was talking about pork markets <laughs> and uh, and British cheese. <laughs> and I always thought with her that it, although she has got this sort of tension around here, um, she almost has this sort of almost... I don't want to say psychopathic because it's <laughs> probably that's we'll a bit that that's a bit later, strong. Yeah, yes. may, maybe, yeah. maybe not. But uh, yeah. but no. But she'd be very, very excited. You know, like that sort of glint in her eye. And then when she was talking at conference, <laughs> you could sort of almost feel the adrenaline as she then played to the audience <laughs> like that. Yes. You know. She does do it like a comedian, but without any obvious jokes. Exactly. Just pork markets is enough. Pork markets. That's bound to get a laugh. I never know why they put on television party conferences, because the audience in the hall is so different from the people at home. So to get a response from the audience in the hall, you've got to look like a complete loony to everyone. That's what it is. Okay. Oh, yes. What about Mrs. Sturgeon? We should we should be mentioning her as well. Nicola Sturgeon. Uh, yeah. oh. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see that when it comes to our politics, the English don't know their arses from their elbows. <laughs> so you shut your puss. <laughs> <laughs> She's always got that little it's nod that, of the head. Yeah. So it's a sort of, sort of any minute now, something's going to kick off. Yeah. yeah. Really she's just static. saying something quite calm. You know, it's, uh, yeah. no, that's right. Yeah. Mm. That is right. Yeah, it's kind right. of quite... Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we've covered exactly. a variety of Scottish accents and um, we've been around England to New Zealand. Oh, hang on, we haven't done my favourite. Oh, what's that? I mean, if I could talk like anyone, would have to be Kirsty Young. Oh, yeah. It's so very good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. It's, it's... I mean, there's something strange that's sort of going on there, isn't there? <laughs> and then, so, I mean, it feels very, it just feels like you'd be taken seriously, at least, if you, if I, if I spoke like that, I'd be yeah. taken seriously. But then that's not very handy for somebody trying to do comedy anyway, is it? But, uh, <laughs> no, she but has got a fantastic really voice. Like when she was doing Desert Island Discs, there was a, without anything being said, it was just that feeling that, yes, I'm being left on a desert island. But maybe Kirsty is there as well. Some, exactly somehow, that, exactly so she's going to be about in the next door island or <laughs> yeah. the other cove there, yeah. and sort of seducing people into revealing more and more about themselves uh, yeah. as they talk about their record choices. Anyway, let's not talk about Desert Island Disc, where you, a guest selects their favourite things, <laughs> almost as though the format existed before this one. No. Uh, no. They, <laughs> uh, so your next, your next wonder is trees. Yes, mm. yes. I mean, I I don't have extensive knowledge on trees, but I just love them, you know. Mm. Um, they are the lungs of the earth, I think. And uh, 
and so they're important and they deserve reverence um but yeah just uh, i'm a bit of a tree hugger really i love oh, them and yeah. you know especially where i live uh, there are very big scots pine trees and um this is in dorset yeah yes yeah, yeah. Pinch, yeah. pinch them off the scots obviously <laughs> uh yeah no they're really really beautiful um and i think um as the lungs of the earth they're just kind of the I don't think we can underestimate the importance of them when it comes to mm. um, climate change. It's, you know, they eat carbon, don't they? They kind of so swallow it all up. Carbon dioxide, yep. yeah. And yeah. then it goes into the ground. Yeah. And I love the way that they, in a sense, this was, this is something going on with them in a way that's similar to bees in that they're a lot more organized than you think. And, they're, and they communicate with each other mm. through those mycelium networks, don't yes. they? And um, that I find re that really fascinating that if one um, is sick, if it has some sort of disease uh, or there's... Um, they're being attacked by something. They're being attacked, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Uh, it will communicate uh, through the roots and then through the mycelium to the tree that's next to it. And trees know if they are sort of family trees, if they're like sister trees or, you know, mm. ones come from another, ones are sapling from a, a larger one, then they are kind of family and they connect with each other. And apparently they know, don't ask me how they know, but they know that, that that's what's going on. And it can stretch for miles and miles and miles and miles. The forests mm. are incredibly important and so much more than we think. So, um, I think uh, they found out as well that that when you have trees that are on the edge of forests, they actually suck up more carbon than the ones in the middle. Um, so it's really important, I think, to obviously to have vast forests and not to, you know, I'm really against deforestation. Um, but also just to just to plant trees in your garden, just to have trees. And wherever you are, if you're in an area and you think, oh, this is quite a nice area, isn't it? It's lo and behold, it's because there are trees there. Mm. You know, avenues are just beautiful, aren't they, compared to just ordinary roads? They are. Well, you're pushing an open door with this. I'm uh, very interested. I'm president of the Woodland Trust, as oh, it happened. Oh, so, I'm an ambassador for them too. Yeah. How exciting. <laughs> well, did I not appoint you then, or yes. have, did you not? Have, did, you did you not? Did you not come to me to be? Uh, Somebody uh, must have given the go ahead. Yes, <laughs> I don't have very big uh, executive powers, I'm afraid. But, but I think you some. President. I am. I have been wow. for for many years. I, um, oh, Mr. President. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the um, it's, it's an anniversary uh, coming up now of uh, uh, the uh, Wardland Trust. So it's 1972. It was founded oh. Oh. by Kenneth Watkins in in Devon. So um, I've got this on my mind because I agreed to write a thing for the for the uh, the Woodland Trust uh, magazine. I've forgotten, so I had to write it the other night in the middle of the night. But I think I covered the. Uh, the the main aspects well but oh. I should have waited until I've spoken to you because you clearly have it at your fingertips talk about teaching granny to suck eggs no no oh no, my no, goodness no, no. but that's serendipitous because I was founded in 1972 as no, well right. yes. <laughs> no. well I was born in 1972 well there you are I think we, we should use you as our symbol maybe I'll hand over the presidency to you and, uh, <laughs> and that would be yes I wouldn't be so eloquent about them as you well, heard I, yeah. anyway. well anyway so I think uh, that's uh, it's uh, very good it's, uh, I think you covered all the most interesting things about trees the main thing is that as trees get older and woodlands get older, they they they, they develop. So just planting a, a twig in the ground is great in itself, but ideally they're there for hundreds of years and all those connections work out. 
So we're in danger of being, I'm taking this too seriously, but it's supposed oh, to be an entertaining it, show. But I think we've made our point uh, that uh, trees are good. It's a wonder of the world. I wonder There's what... a song about that, isn't it? Trees are good, trees are good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to discover you're, you're a tree hugger. I'm a, I'm a tree hugger as well, but I'm, I'm a bit awkward in British. I tend to do a sort of awkward handshake, but I'm going to <laughs> meet them. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Your next wonder, it's this is a theme developing here, it's got a lot of countryside here, crop circles. But is that is that a countryside thing or or a, a alien thing? I have no idea if it's an alien thing. I mean, that theory is out there. Um, I'm just not going to speculate too much, but it is a wonder. Mm. It's you, definitely in a, sense you a wonder, wonder. Wonder where that came from mm. and that funny pattern. And, and could it be those two blokes with a rope and a plank that we Absolutely. saw at the pub on the way to that field last night? Yeah. Or could it have been someone who came from some planet we've not heard of and decided to communicate by... Uh, making a shape like a man with a rope and a plank. Um, well, it, it could be. Who could know? Sometimes it's very obvious that it's a man with a rope and a plank yeah. because the uh, the crop is broken. So yeah. let's say it's corn or barley, whatever it is, it's it's broken, not bent. So usually you can see a node. There's a node is sort of where it stops for a moment and grows. It's almost like a like a, a, a knee a knee joint, um, but it, it's not meant to then be malleable or break um, bendable. Yeah. But often the, the the ones that I've seen, um, they can be either broken and flattened or stamped, and it's sort of you think, well, that's that looks definitely yeah. like a human could have made this yeah. uh, especially if it's a bit messy or it's not got you can put templates on as well over the top of them and and with with geometry you can see 
if the angles are all absolutely right or not. So that's another sort of dead giveaway that a human being has made that because the fact it's imperfect. Um, but sometimes these nodes are only bent and they're not broken. And even more weirdly, sometimes if you break it open, it looks like it's sort of burned from the inside. It's really odd. And some people say that it's because it's um, made of... Um, oh, uh, oh cellulose yes. which is rather like plastic so so it, it sort of melts but but it look it would appear that it it's sort of melted from the inside and that could be possible with a sort of microwave radiation but the sacred geometry part of it is extremely fascinating um, when you hear mathematicians talk about how the angles add up and um, it can be quite something quite beautiful, which I, I can't explain because I, I failed GCSE maths. I'm just, <laughs> just not mathematically minded at all. But when it's explained to me, I go, wow, that's mind blowing. Um, as I, I went to Davina then, didn't I? <gasps> <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I, I'm, you know, the jury's out. I don't know, but they are also absolutely massive. And going to one once, um, I saw one that was amazing. Some of them, you go in and you just sort of think, oh, this is nice, a nice day in the country, you know. And then others you go into and you just suddenly feel something a bit, I don't know, it must be psychological, obviously, it must be. But I'm thinking, mm, I just feel great. And, I, and I've fallen asleep in one before and something kind of crazy about it. And they're usually all near Avebury where the stone mm. circles are. There's something quite mysterious. I once took, um, now this is going to make me look like a proper hippie, but I once bought some dowsing rods in a, in a local shop in Avebury. And then I went off to find this crop circle. And just for fun, I just thought, well, let's see, you know, let's see if you can find water with dowsing rods or yeah. oil or other minerals, then, you know, who knows if it is an energy thing, then um, maybe I'm going to find them. Anyway, we stopped and we asked for directions because I was with a group of others. And, um, and we were told, oh, you know, it's over there and you just keep going, keep going until you get to a copse or something like that. Anyway, these things started really waggling and moving and they're sort of crossing. And, I, and you can, uh, you know, you're supposed to sort of give it, uh, ask for or sort of give an intention of energy to sort of say, is, is this a yes or a no? So I'm like, hmm, so um, are, are we on the right path? Nothing happening. Which way should we go? <laughs> What's it doing? I think, do you know what? Do you know what, guys, guys, it's pointing this way. I think it's over there. They're like, no, he definitely said it's over here. So we carry on walking for ages and it's going like this. And then I stop and I say, I think we're wrong because these just keep doing that. And they went, okay, okay, we'll follow you. Thinking, you know, it's going to be wrong. And honestly, we went that way and then they started getting there. We went that way and it, and it led us all the way to the, once we got there, they were going mad like this. Yeah. So... So I, so I kind of thought, I kind of asked the question, I went, is this man-made then? Nothing. Is this an alien thing? Ooh, and I went, oh. no. I went, is it, is it a, a, a spirit world thing? It went, ooh, and I thought, oh, well, it can't be both, can it? I went, so is it man-made? I thought it's going to do it again. It, no. So I thought, is it, is man-made? Is, is what we're thinking of alien is, is that the same thing as the spirit world? Whoop. 
So the oh, that's there's something weird there. So I really don't know whether that's wow. you know. Um, well, I don't know what to make of it really. When I but saw it had crop a, it circles, had special. When I saw crop circles on your list of wonders, I thought you were just going to say, "Oh, they're so pretty. I've seen them. Or are they amazing? Who knows?" But you sound as though you've made a real study of this. You're absolutely all that stuff with the microwave uh, burning. This is a well, I have uh, looked into it a bit because I am fascinated yeah, by them right. because this, they are so beautiful and they are so huge. And I've heard stories, um, for, you know, firsthand. A friend of mine said that he'd spoken to a farmer um, uh, who could clearly see the field from the from his farmhouse. Uh, he'd looked out in the evening. Everything was fine as it should be. The next morning, the crop circle was there. And it was so huge and so perfect. You do think, how on earth could people have mm. done that at night? And you know, if if they if it is humans, then I still take my hat off to yes, them yeah. for you know such yeah. amazing artworks, whatever it is. But when you look at um, uh, snowflakes or flowers or butterflies, there's an awful lot of this geometry that I think you know some more hippieish people, if you want to call them that, call sacred geometry. I th I think it's a thing, um, and so maybe there is something in the Earth's energies that can form a snowflake or in Earth's consciousness that can form a snowflake and make that beautiful and symmetrical that can do the same kind of thing from the Earth. Who knows? Some people say there's orbs flying around, but I've never seen any of that. Well, I just want to say two things about this. I, I once interviewed a guy called Reg Presley, who was the lead singer and songwriter of The Trogs. And uh, do you remember The Trogs? You know, Wild yeah. Thing. And uh, well, one of his songs was used in... Um, um, Four weddings and a funeral. Love, love, da, 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 da. love is in the. Well, love is all around us. Yes, yes. Feeling my fingers, feeling my toes. Yeah, yeah. They wrote that. So that, but the wet, wet, wet did it. So they suddenly he had a huge burst of extra money, and he spent it all on on crop circles and other alien phenomena. He, he was from Hampshire or something like that. He's an unusual voice for a, for a. Well, me trying to do an impression to him. No, impression it feels us, very but, good. Yeah, message, uh, well, yeah. he's not here to you know, if you to remember what he's like. <laughs> but he was just like that. He was just West like Andrew. he was just like somebody like me talking. Uh, only with the West Coast, when it's sort of southwest. Anyway. So he was in that. But the other thing is, and I, because I was, you know, doing, ooh, what's all this about the, uh, you know, um, uh, dousing rods? <laughs> yeah. Well, I made a series, a couple of series recently-ish of uh, the Smithsonian Channel about things like uh, mystic things, mystic Britain was called. And we did a, a, a very difficult shoot at uh, Rollwright Stones in Oxfordshire because there's so much rain. And we had these very elderly um, druidy people came to, to film and they insisted on it and they did well. But there was a guy there also with the dousing rods yeah. and he said, have a go. I said, well, what am I going to do? And I said, well, just hold them. And because the Rollwright songs are all like a sort of mini Stonehenge kind of thing. Mm. But he said, well, uh, some people say there are sort of um, rings of, of powerful rings uh, in around the ring. And of energy. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. energy. Yes, that's right. So just so. So I I, I showed them and it, it detected it, it did. Uh, with, when I did it. Wow. And then he said, a bit like you were saying, he said, well, the, we don't always know which way the energy is flowing. So. Ask it which way the energy is. Which way? And then one of them pointed in that direction. And, my, and I'd started being a bit sceptical. And mm. my director was sceptical. He said, well, are you? So I'll have a go. And uh, so I'll have a go. And nothing. He got nothing. Oh. And, but apparently lots of, it's not a very unique skill to be able to do this. Most people can do this. Yeah. As long as, but are you telling? And then we were filming in the next one along, uh, next 
film we filmed, I took them along because we might have to do a pickup of that shot. And I was waiting around in a, a farmer's farmer's wife's kitchen, and she said, "Oh yeah, they use them on the farm here. See if you can detect where the oil pipe brings the oil into the Arga." And it and it detected where it was, right. which was obviously near the Arga, but it was. A, <laughs> was a, <laughs> but it detected all the line of the of the way. And I so I don't know. I don't know anymore whether it's uh, fascinating, yeah. though, not, isn't it? I'm not quite convinced that there are things beaming in from somewhere to do crops. It seems such an unlikely way to want to do anything. Why aren't they, you know, putting like tattoos on everybody's body? Oh, they might be so. But, uh, <laughs> like, uh, anyway, we're going to we have to keep going because we're, we're spending too much time on all these excellent wonders. Your next one. But perhaps continuing a theme that's developing here, yoga and meditation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a kind of show busy hippie, I suppose, aren't I? Really, um, I'm a I'm a Gemini, so I'm probably probably got those both those aspects. I don't know if they work together really, but um, right. but yeah, I d- we're covering I'm... all the territory here. We've got crop circles, we've got dancing, <laughs> we've got yoga, and we've got the <laughs> the astrological signs. Yeah. Well, what about since you selected it? What about yoga? So you do, I... do you uh, having done your exercise, your voice exercise? Yeah. Do you do yoga every day to keep your body? Yeah. In, in, and it's it, it's also a meditative thing as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there are eight limbs of yoga. And only one of those limbs is the are the asanas. That's not a rude word. Mm-hmm. Um, which are the poses, basically. So um, we think of yoga as being kind of exercise, and although it can be, it really is just part of yeah. a bigger thing, which is a whole philosophy, really, of life, um, which also includes meditation and just a way to live, really. But union means, uh, sorry, yoga means union, which mm-hmm. is. Uh, which really means the union of body, mind, spirit. Mm. Um, well, I think, and, I think and my union of... has come out on strike <laughs> quite often. So, yes. Yeah. Uh... Well, that deserved more than that, didn't it? But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I can see what you're saying, though, that maybe, <laughs> yes. that, you know, that maybe it's, it, it's not always for everyone. Um, and you sort of, yeah, you sort of think, oh, what's that all about? But it works for me. I really love it. And um, there's a lot of breathing techniques. And one of, one of the limbs is pranayama. And um, I mean, it's something we could all try now, if you like. Oh, OK. Well, we, could, um, we, could do, we could do some pranayama. And there's a technique where you can take your thumb and your ring finger or your middle finger, whatever you like, really. But you put that over your nostril, thumb over your left nostril, left thumb over your left nostril. Left thumb and over right, left nostril. Y- yes, yeah. and then your ring finger over your right nostril. But but open your thumb now, otherwise you'll Wait, not what? be able to breathe and okay. then you'll die. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so you can just let your breath come out of your left nostril and then take a, a deep breath in for five. One, two, three, four, five. Close that nostril and open the other nostril. Let the right nostril let that breath out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Breathe in with the left nostril. One, two, three, four, five. Close that left nostril and open the thumb and let the breath out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And if you just continue to do this in your own time, you suddenly find that you feel really calm. 
other than the thought that we're, this, we're creating a super spreader event here. So we can, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it is working. It might work better when I'm on my own. That's when you do your <laughs> kundalini breathing and uh, you go, <laughs> oh no, don't do that. <laughs> that must be worse. Yeah. yeah. So well, anyway, so yoga does it. A lot of people enjoy getting the flexibility and, the, and all that. It's, a, it's an interesting thought when they say, well, you've got to learn to breathe because you do think, We've been doing that since you were slapped on the bottom by the midwife <laughs> or whatever that sets you going. Yeah, um, well, we hold a lot of tension in places and the yoga can just help to relieve the tensions and get so the energy in your body can flow and you can take the energy from the earth up through your yeah. feet or if you're sitting through your root chakra and then just the energy, you know, once you can allow that energy to flow through the body yeah. without that tension, then you're sort of more open to everything, including kind of uh, communicating mm. and all sorts yeah. of things, doing impressions. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, well, one more of your, uh, your wonders to do now, which is the sea. The sea. So, yeah. what, why the sea? Obviously, it is an extraordinary thing. There's a lot of it, but yeah, but. well, it's kind of possibly tips into really all the other things or some of the other things like the trees and etc. Because um, the sea makes you feel good I think and certainly it's been proven that your brain waves change when you look at the sea for any length of time so if you're sitting on a beach and you're looking at the sea you're getting the blue which is calming or in Edinburgh brown <laughs> I went in this morning and it was really brown. I was like, oh, what's going on today? Well, it's a bit of peat in the water. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry about that. no, no, it's yeah. just a clay or something. Is it peat? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, no, nothing it's, worse than that. I can assure you. No, I don't think so. It's a bit of seaweed uh, yesterday, but yeah, nothing nasty. Um, but yeah, you it, it, looking at the blue, and also you do get negative ions, which again is something to do with your electromagnetic fields. Um, and so um, it, all of those things, just even the noise as well, the noise of the waves is calming. So it alters your brain waves. So it makes you feel quite calm and serene. Um, and swimming in the sea as well, of course, if, it, if it's in this country and it's cold, and I, and I mean Britain, but yeah, particularly Scotland, that cold water. I mean, uh, have you ever seen Wim Hof? Wim Hof on, the, on that field of, freeze and do it anyway or whatever that program is oh, called yeah. you know freeze your tits off or freeze your tits off or whatever yeah. it's called you know and go, come on we're gonna get in the cold it's going to heal your body and um and i and i think getting the cold water uh is good for your um all your systems your immune system your um endocrine system yeah. you know your circulatory system so i love getting in the sea and the first time you plunge in straight away run 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 get in without without fussing fairly quickly it's mind over matter yeah yeah. And I do I do a bit of the breathing. We're back to that again. But do a bit of the Wim Hof breathing, which is the oh, without breathing all over you yeah. again. Um, and and then just do 30 strokes without even really thinking about whether it's cold or not. And then by the time you've done that 30, you can then say, oh, well, now how do I feel about this? Yeah. And by then you've probably warmed up a bit because, you know, of all the exertion. Um, but it, for me... Um, Without wanting to be too personal, although we are sort of friends, we do have to remember it's a podcast. Um, yeah. And um, um, at a certain age, I started to get really hot and really angry. Yeah. And I, I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to go for a run. And I went for a run and I had, like, you know, mum's, you know, the mum uniform, lycra leggings and lycra top on. And I just got even hotter and even angrier. And then I, I was by the prom because I live on the South Coast. And, um, and I, I looked at the sea and I just thought, oh, I just want to get in there. This is a few years ago and I just 
I just thought, oh, I haven't got the swimming costume. I don't care. I'm going in in my clothes. And I just went in and I swam. And then afterwards, I felt so much better. Uh, so I've been swimming ever since. Yes. Um, and I did do a Wim Hof event uh, where I got into an ice bath. And that was incredibly exhilarating. Yeah. But nothing on getting in the sea in Portobello. <laughs> Look, we, we, well, this has been a fascinating list of, of wonders. Um, but I, I, sh I should get the opportunity to underline the fact that your your show starts soon after this. So, so I'm not quite so worried about overrunning because. But what is your show called? In case people want want more of you either today or another yeah, day. Yeah, today or any other day up until the 28th, um, I'm going to be here. So uh, yeah, it's um, the many voices of yeah. Deborah Stevenson uh, and. It's uh, a lot of what we've been talking about, really, because it's um, it's a show that I've kind of developed from being a kid doing those Shirley Bassey impressions. And the first record I ever bought or was bought uh, when I was six, Kate Bush and all of that with some of the politicians thrown in and celebrities. You, you, and you, you sing like Kate Bush. Is that, is that part of the show? That's part of the show, yes. yes. Yeah. Running up that road, you do deal with God. Get him to swap all places. Except it's Wuthering Heights, yeah. but I do need a vocal warm-up before yeah. I do Wuthering Okay, sorry to hear that. So, you, the, you know, there are singers and performers out there. Do you prefer doing sort of political figures because you can put a bit of bite into it? Or is that... Uh, uh, whoa, um, as Pretty Patel would say. Whoa, uh, maybe. She likes words like... Um, bullying yeah. and um you know all the she never says her g's uh, yeah, well, but yeah it's kind of it's kind of fun to do the to do the political ones um there's some just there's some obvious ones that i think you sort of you feel like every impressionist has to do you know yeah. you know I, like uh <laughs> i'm god's gift to impressionists they all want to do me yeah <laughs> especially the women um and you obviously enjoy doing the men as much as uh, women in terms of, yeah. <laughs> yes be careful how you phrase that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can, can, yeah I mean, uh, can, 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 can you do two, Boris really. as, as well? Uh, not so, not no. so much, really. I sort of always try and uh, sort of copy, you know, someone like John Culture or Lewis McLeod, you know, and, and that's, it always ends up a sort of secondary impression because it's an impression of an impression. You know, there's always a bit of that that you yes. can do, but I don't put him in the act because it's not, yeah, it's not All really right. one that I, uh, okay. let's finish on one that I don't do. What is one you like doing? What is it that you do do? Uh, I think I've probably, probably done some of them already. I can't think. I love myself. Andy Toxwick and um, yeah. uh, uh, who else? Oh, Alex Jones is always. She yeah. makes you feel very warm inside, Alex Jones. <laughs> I like a happy daffodil blowing in the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Thank you for sharing your seven wonders with me. But I have to choose the wonder of wonders from your list of seven, the one which struck me as particularly wonderful as you described it in the podcast. Although I'm tempted by crop circles, so you seem so enthusiastic about it. I like your grandmother's radiogram. I think it behoves me in my official position to salute and thank you for your uh, your praise for trees. So I'll make trees your wonder of London. Ladies and gentlemen, Deborah Stevenson. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of My Seven Wonders, it would be wonderful if you could rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Thank you for listening.
Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stack production in association with Alaska TV and powered by the Acast Creator Network.